Thank you for listening to this message from Faith Builders. Pastors Philip and Michelle Still are dedicated to building your faith and framing your world by the Word of God. There are many more resources available on our website, www.buildfaith.net, where you can find links to our audio and video archives. We also invite you to join us online for our live stream services. Remember to build your faith and frame your world by the Word of God. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Well, today has been designated uh, um, through the Holy Spirit and uh, the leading of the Holy Spirit to our pastor uh, as Healing Sunday, basically. So we're going to be talking about healing. Uh, We talked about this morning with Pastor Jim, and uh, tonight I've I've got the privilege of of bringing the word tonight on by his stripes. Amen. Amen. We're going to be going over this and and, uh, very foundational truths. But that's a good thing because many people miss it in the foundation. They want something spectacular uh, and they miss, as, as that quote goes from Brother Hagen, you know, people look for the spectacular and miss the supernatural. They look for something big and flashy and they, you know, and, and it's not necessarily in that. It's in the simple, basic word of God foundational truths that you build upon. Amen. And so we, we want to start there. We want to do that tonight. But one thing that we need to focus on is, is understanding that healing is always God's will. Amen. Healing is always God's will. It doesn't matter what it is. Healing is always God's will. Because if you were ever to question if it's God's will, you're automatically siding with doubt. If you start saying, well, if it's God's will for me to be healed, well, you're automatically siding with doubt. Pastors used to say this, if is the badge of doubt. And when you say, well, if God wants to do that, well, then there's two things. You either don't know his, his word or you don't really trust him to be able to do it or believe that he can do it for you. So two things that produce doubt because you don't know his character and his, and his goodness and healing. So we're going to settle that. We're, it's always God's will to heal. So, so say that tonight. It's always God's will to heal. Amen? In uh, John 6, 38, we're going to point this out. Jesus only did the will of the Father. John chapter 6, verse 38. It says... For I came down from heaven, not to do my own will, but the will of him that sent me. Did Jesus go about doing good? We're going to read that scripture a little bit later. But he went around doing good and healing. If he only did the will of him that sent me, God sending him, then we know that healing is God's will for all of us. Amen? And in Acts 10.38, Acts 10.38, we read some of these this morning, but it's great to go over them again, amen? Acts 10.38 says, How God anointed Jesus of Nazareth with the Holy Ghost and with power, keep that in mind, who went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil, for God was with him. Healing all that were oppressed of the devil. Who? The devil. He was... We're we're creating dividing lines here. Because there's another fallacy that's out there that thinks that God puts sickness on people. Not true. False. (laughs) That's false. He cannot use sickness because... If God is love... Why would he put something on somebody that, that was, that's just ugly and terrible and it's not love? He doesn't have anything but love to give, right? Healing is a part of love. Anyway, the point that I'm making here is that God's character is not the one that we look at when sickness starts creeping around, right? Right? And you start doing, you know, sniffling or you, whatever it might be. You start feeling whatever. Immediately recognize that it's the enemy. It's the devil. It's not Jesus because God's will is always 
ready to heal. Amen? God included healing in redemption. God included healing in redemption. Healing is just as close as forgiveness. They were both paid for in redemption. We find this here, here in a minute in Luke 5, but healing is just as close as forgiveness. And so many times we look at salvation differently. Your forgiveness is different than the, the sickness. I have to go through sickness, but I don't have to go through sin, right? No, it's not, 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 even, not even close. So sometimes we got to look at our redemption package, if you will. we got to look at it as a whole. you got to look at all these things across the board. What did he die for? He died for our sins, yes. But he also died and took stripes for our health. He took that so we don't have to suffer. Amen? Amen. Praise God. So did God send his son to forgive you or just the little sins or the big sins? All sins. So did he take stripes just for the cold or the flu and not the cancer? All. All. Who's the teacher, sickness or the Holy Spirit? Holy Spirit. Sickness is not a teacher. Sickness has been dealt with, so we don't have to deal with it. Amen? So he didn't send his son just to forgive us of all sin but, and then just let us be sick. He sent, us, he sent His Son to die on the cross for our sins and also make us whole and complete. It's a part of the covenant. It's a part of the blood covenant that Jesus paid for for us to come into the inheritance of God, to, of, of walking in divine health. There's things that we have to operate in to walk in that, meaning we've got to put pressure on the Word. We've got to, we've got to put the Word in our heart. We've got to take, our, uh, uh, take, take the faith out of our seed bin, if you will. We've got to take that and we've got to start applying it in different areas. I've got a good example of myself here. I'm going to come up to here in a minute of that. But, you know, it's, it's important that we understand. Let me say this. Why is it that people believe... Why is it that people believe that God can forgive you your sin, but can't believe that He sent His Son to heal just as easily as He forgives? Let's just go over there. For Luke 5, I'll probably come back to it. Luke 5, in verse 23. Now, this is talking about where, where they uh, let down the, the man from the roof, right? And there, there's the, power, the power of the Lord was present to heal them. In verse 23, it says, Whether it be easier to say your sins be forgiven you or to say rise up and walk. But but you may know that the Son of Man has power on the earth to forgive sins, he said to the sick of the palsy. I say unto you, arise and take up your couch and go into your house. To me, this is showing me forgiveness of sins and healing are one and the same. He said, it's, it's... is it easier for me to say be healed or be forgiven? The power of forgiveness and the power of healing are hand in hand. The redemption power that God has paid for you and I to walk in the saving power of God is just as easy to walk in in the health area of God. The healing that He's provided. Amen? Salvation. Salva- let me look this let me Let me show you this. Salvation here. Praise God. From uh, John, go to John 3. Hallelujah. We got a lot of scriptures to cover, so. John 3, verse 16, we know this. Well, let's start at 15, it's good. That whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have eternal life. Verse 16, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. And verse 17 says, For God sent not his Son into the world to condemn the world, but that the world through him might be saved. Now this word saved... In the Greek says, to save, keep safe and sound, to rescue from danger or destruction. Save one from an injury or peril. 
Here's another one. To save a suffering one from perishing, one suffering from disease, to make well, heal, restore to health, to preserve one who's in danger of destruction, to save or rescue. So salvation, a part of the redemption when he says, I've come to save, includes healing. When he came, he said, I'm not come here. Hey, what did he say? He said, for God sent not a son into the world to condemn the world, but that through the world, uh, through the world, through him might be saved, might be healed, might be restored to health. Well, that's just your salvation of your soul. It's the salvation of your flesh, or else or 1 Peter 2, 24 and Isaiah 53 wouldn't matter. Then you could take all that stuff out, because then, it would, it, then that word, then the Greek obviously isn't correct. We need to go back for the foundation of the Greek language and make sure we change that. It's not, it's not what it says. To preserve one who's in danger of destruction, one suffering from disease to make well, heal, restore to health. So you could say... For God sent not His Son into the world to condemn the world, but through the world through Him, the world through Him might be hit well, healed, restored to health. Amen. Amen. So we see that God's will to heal is 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 just important in His uh, in the saving power and the redemption power of Jesus coming here than it is to save your soul from from destruction, right? For salvation, all encompassing. So don't forget about the salvation part that Jesus paid for already in the part of the covenant in your life. Maybe he's like, well, I have to put up with this. You do not have to put up with any sickness. You do not have to put up with it. You don't have to live with it either. That's your choice. But the healing power has already been provided through Jesus. Every time. Something comes knocking on your, 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 your door for your flesh or whatever it is that says, Hey, flu's here. Hey, you blah, 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 whatever it is. Back aches, knee aches, whatever it might be, starts coming in there and says, No, the blood of Jesus already dealt with this. I don't have to have it. No, thank you. Go to the next house. Unless you, well, we don't want to put that on anybody. But the thing is, <laughs> we don't We've got to watch what we say with that. We love our neighbor. Amen. We love our neighbor. Yeah. So, but that's the, that's the whole attitude you have to have is that I, don't, I do not have to deal with it. I do not have to have it. But you don't want to get over in frustration. <laughs> I did that once. And I, and I got frustrated. It was, it was a few, uh, I don't know how long ago, it was a few weeks ago, I guess, maybe about a month or so ago, and I had this sore throat, and it was just, yeah, just, you know, like, and the coughing, and just junk, you know. And I got to the point where I walked in, Deborah was, you know, in the bedroom, we're in the bedroom, and I said, I said, that's it! I've had it! I'm like, I, either the word works or it doesn't, you know, and I was frustrated, you know, just, if his stripes have healed me, I'm healed, you know, and just... And I got in bed mad and frustrated because of, ah, 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 you know, and just that <laughs> nastiness. <laughs> of course, Deborah's just like, uh-huh, and just rolled over and fell asleep. And uh, I was laying there, and I was like, I was frustrated. And finally, I got to the point where I was just, you know, you know, thinking on, on God's goodness and, and things. And, and uh, he was like, uh, what was that? God, I was just, I was, I'm declaring the word over my body. And he's like, no, you were declaring frustration over your body. That's not faith. Why? Because what are the, what's the, what's the evidences of faith, being in faith? Peace and joy. Peace and joy. I'm tired of this. I'm sick of this. Get this out of here. That is not joy and peace. That is not joy and peace. That's frustration. And I'm thinking the word's going to work because I'm putting my foot down. And he's like, uh, can you explain what that was? And I said, like, oh, Lord, forgive me. That was frustration. That was not faith. And so, I, you know, I got the word out. I, I put my, because, you know, I was just, you know, putting, I, I didn't really open the Bible I know nobody's ever done that before. 
Because I was just, you know, 1 Peter 2, 24, thank you, Lord, that by your stripes I'm healed, blah, blah, blah. Now, I needed a purpose and put pressure on that by getting in this thing and looking up for myself and looking at it and saying, okay, I'm putting my eyes on your everlasting word here in this situation, and I thank you, Lord, that my throat is clear because your stripes right here, says it right here, that by your stripes I am healed. And that's it. I'm healed. I wasn't getting frustrated. And before I know it, it was gone, just gone. But then I let faith take over because then I was like, didn't let it bother me, you know, and I didn't let the, the physical part of feeling it stop me from doing my everyday task and job, you know. I mean, I, I just got into frustration, and he corrected me. Thank God for his correction on things, amen. Because we can get into a routine of things of saying, you know, well, I'm confessing the word, but, you're, but your heart isn't necessarily there because you want magic happening, you want something, and you want it now. We live in a drive-through society where we're just going to speak into a speaker box and it pops out a window on the other side. We want that done. No. Let me remind you. Pastor had this revelation, and it's so good, that faith is the workhorse of the kingdom. Faith is the work truck. Or in other words, faith wears overalls. It's working. It's not the flashy, fast car it's not something that just, you know, like, thank you, Lord, I got it, you know, and it drops in your lap. But you know what? That faith, it's kind of like when you're sowing the seed of the word, it's like that farmer we were talking about over the offering. You know, that farmer doesn't go 80 miles per hour planting that seed. I got to get this harvest in, doing donuts out in the field, scattering seed everywhere. He's purposely... Planting. So anybody see that time where they plant the seed and those rows just, you know, in those big fields are just so, I mean, they're just straight. And, and when the corn starts popping up, it just looks so cool. You can almost look right down through it when you're driving. Of course, you don't look and drive at the same time. <laughs> don't do that. But you look through them at times, and it's just so neat to see how perfect those in there. But that farmer purposed in his heart to plant exactly like that. And that maximized the, the crop harvest, Right? He used that field to its potential, maximum potential. Use the word to its maximum potential when you start sowing it for areas of healing, right? Putting the, the seed of the word about healing in your, not just quoting it, not just, what's that word we talked about last time I was here? Regurgitation. Just pulling something out without uh, uh, any foundation with it. Get into the foundation of the word when you plant it, your purpose. And before you know it, you're going to have that field planted where the harvest of your healing will show up. It will show up. It will show up. I'm going to say it again. Your healing will show up. It doesn't matter what it is. If you are planting the seed of the word in your heart when it comes to healing and you're purposing that, it will show up. It's not going to happen overnight. It can. The gifts of, of miracles, gifts of healings, there are people that you know, operate in that at times, as, a, as the Spirit wills. It happens here. I've seen legs. pastor had legs growing out. That's an instant here, a miracle. That's, that's a healing. I mean, we, that's what the Holy Spirit's been talking about. Dr. Pat at the beginning of the, uh, of the announcements and stuff. That's a great place. It's a, it's a place of victory, miracles, healing. Because God wants to heal us. He wants us healed. He wants us whole. He wants us complete. He wants His goodness to radiate through us so much that sickness has no part in our bodies at all. Amen? So, it, so while you're sowing this, you keep looking at that harvest that's coming of healing. So before you know it, you're going to have abundance stored up in there. And I'm getting ahead of my notes here, but what happens is People want, and this is kind of what I was doing with the frustration part as well too. People want to do a cash advance on faith. They want, they want it now. I want to swipe a credit card in the heavenly. I'm going to just charge this healing to my account because I need it now. And there's nothing in your account to even replenish what you're charging. Sorry. Faith doesn't work that way. 
You've got to store up. You've got to plant that word in your heart so you can withdraw when it's time to cash in, if you will, on, on healing. Okay, I need to make a withdrawal from my, my faith account and I can cash in on that. But too many people, they don't spend time putting that in the, in the reserves or on the shelf, stocking the shelves of healing. So when it comes time, they're going to grab that off. You're, they're going to come in there. They want to just run around and say, you know what? It's easier for me to just charge it to my account. Lord, thank you for this healing. And then they don't see it and they're wondering why. It's because, you know what? Charge accounts don't work. You can't get a cash advance on faith. Because that's what we want. It's not magic. It's not magic. God has set things up in His Word for a purpose. You develop yourself to that, where you can walk in divine health. Miracles aren't God's best. They're not God's best. Divine health is God's best. Where you get up every day, and the, and the word that you, you continually sow into your heart regarding healing continually operates and works on your behalf. So you never go in a, in a faith deficit in your faith account when it comes to healing when something does try to get on you, when something tries to get on you, tries to attack you with something. You say, uh-uh, uh-uh. I've got plenty in store to take care of that. And then you draw out of the bank of faith and you cash that in on the, in the healing because you've been storing that in your, uh, sal- uh, in your salvation account, if you, want to, if you want to say it that way. And your healing account is full. There are people who, who store up on the financial account so much that the faith account's lacking. I'm saying you guys are doing it. I've been there. I've done it. Where I'm just like, well, thank you for the harvest. Thank you, Lord, for the harvest. Thank you, Lord, for the harvest. I'm a sower. I'm a tither. I'm a giver. Thank you, Lord, for that. Thank you. <coughs> thank you, Lord, for that. <coughs> thank you, Lord, for healing. Thank you, Lord, for healing. You know, and then I've got to catch up. I've got to fill that reserve, you know, with, with the word. And then get that back up. And then I'm like, oh, I'm never going to let that happen again. Thank you, Lord, for that. And then. So keeping a good balance is something that we need to do when it comes to the Word in our lives, especially in the area of healing. You want divine health? Be in the Word. Keep being in the Word about it. Keep putting pressure on the Word for it. Get your faith built. Romans 10, 17. So faith comes by what? Hearing and hearing the Word of God. We have healing school here. We have CDs of Healing School. There's podcasts of Healing School. There's a YouTube channel of Healing School. If you're dealing with stuff and you need to hear the Word of God on healing, there's plenty of archives. There's messages after messages of pastor, our senior pastor, ministering over healing that you can get into, the, into your spirit more and more and more and more. And before you know it, guess what? It could happen to you where you wake up in the morning and you realize, that's gone. I don't need that anymore. I'm healed. Because God's goodness and His Word works if you work it. James talks about this. James, you know what? I'm a little all over my notes, but it's a good thing, right? Amen? Let's do this. James 2.14. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Lord, you're good to us. James chapter 2. Verse 14 says, What does it profit, my brethren, if a man says he has faith and have not works? Can faith save him? And in uh, uh, the Amplified, it says, What is the use or profit, my brethren, for anyone to profess to have faith if he has no good works to show for it? Can such faith save his soul? Basically, he's saying faith without works is dead being alone. He's saying this again. He's, he's, he's sharing something here with us. Because the Word of God, when we hear it, it brings faith. And then what do we have a responsibility to do? To act on it. Now, I'm not telling you to go out and start throwing away all your medicines or anything. Like, hear me, please. Hear me. I'm not giving medical advice. And I approve this message. Anyway, so... I'm not giving medical advice to anybody. But 
there comes a time that you've got to step out on what he's saying in his word once you get it in you. Once you get it in you, you got to get it in you and then step and walk in it. When you hear it and it becomes revelation and you have the light on it, then you're like, oh, that's me. You see yourself in it. You see yourself walking in it. You see yourself in the Word of God in that particular area. Then there's a responsibility for us to act on that Word. Get up and say something. You know what? Even with <clears throat> after I got out of frustration and into faith, if I can say it that way, I got into faith. Well, I realized I needed to carry myself a little bit better. If I'm going to say I have faith, then I need to act like I'm in faith. I need to look like I'm in faith. Pastor says it this way, faith has a sound. Faith also has a look. Luke, chapter 5. Luke, chapter 5. In verse 20. Well, let's read verse 17. Let's go from 17. And it came to pass on a certain day, as he was teaching, that there were Pharisees and doctors of the law sitting by, which were come out of every town of Galilee and Judea and Jerusalem. Well, they came from all over, didn't they? And the power, well, there's that word again, of the Lord was present to heal them. And behold, men brought in a bed a man which is taken of the palsy, and they sought means to bring him in and to lay him before him. And when they could not find but what, uh, by what way they might bring him in, because of the multitude, they went up on the housetop and let him down through the, through the tiling, which is with his couch, onto the midst before Jesus. And when he saw their faith, he said to him, Man, your sins are forgiven. And the scribes and the Pharisees began to reason, saying, Who's this which speaks blasphemies? And who forgives sins but God alone? But Jesus perceived in their thoughts. He answered them and said, What reason you in your hearts, whether it's easier to say your sins be forgiven you, or say rise up and walk? But, you, but that you may know that the Son of Man has power on earth to forgive sins. He said to the sick of the, uh, sick of the palsy, I say unto you, Arise and take up your couch and go in your house. And immediately he rose up before them. And took up what he was on, he laid and departed to his own house, glorifying God. Verse 20, and he saw their faith. And he saw their faith. So apparently you can see faith. You can hear faith. And, he's, and you can see it. So I had to correct myself because, you know, <clears throat> I, I've done it. Moping around the house. Put my stretchy pants on. <laughs> Laid out. Uh, honey, can you bring me some water? <laughs> Telling on myself. <laughs> oh, thank you, Lord. Now, there might be a time where it's just that's what you can do. But I know myself, and I know I could have done better than those times, you know. Amen. I'm in faith. But I was not operating in the word that I know that was, was in my heart. I know that I was putting the word in my heart, but I was just, I was, yes, the word works. <sighs> right? I can't be the only one, but... <laughs> But then it was time for me to, you know, when he said, what was that? Frustration. There was a whole revelation stuff started coming to me about like, you know, like how I was carrying myself. What was I wearing? You know, just every, every little thing mattered because if he can see their faith, then he can see my faith. What do I look like? I mean, it doesn't matter what I feel like. It doesn't matter what we feel like. Faith does not consult your feelings. <laughs> Thank God. <laughs> It does not consult your feelings. It does not consult, well, how are you feeling today? Do you want me to bring you something or not? No. What, what, you, you want it or no? It has no regard to feeling. And thank God, because if it did, we would all be lacking in a lot of areas. 
Because there's times where faith has been in operation in my life that I did not feel very good. And I just, horrible. Pray for me. Pray for, I mean, somebody lay hands on me, something, you know, kind of thing. But you know what? Working faith is something I had to do here. It's like, well, I'm in faith. I'm in faith, but not looking like I'm in faith. Get, wash myself up, get my hair, comb it, right? Whatever, put something on nice and get to work. And before you know it, you don't focus on it. You keep, you keep pushing those feelings aside. You don't focus on that. You focus on the Word. When something comes up, you might, you know, not sound common, you might have to take care of something and come back. Guess what? The whole time, the Word's working in your life. The Word is working on your behalf. Healing is coming. Healing is coming. You know? And you keep that as your focus. And keep presenting yourself as the healed of God. You keep presenting yourself as the healed of God. And it's not being arrogant, because that is the thing, that part of redemption that He's already paid. You're not arrogant with salvation, are you? You know, I'm saved. I'm saved, right? I'm born again, praise God. Well, I'm healed, praise God. Amen. And you get that in there. You, you reckon that with, you put that same thing, you put that, because He was saying that it's all a part of the redemption package. If God's will is to heal you, then you're a healed person, praise God. Amen? Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. So the reason Jesus bore our sickness was to make us free from sickness. All sickness came on Jesus on the cross. 1 Peter 2.24. Hallelujah. First Peter 2.24. Who his own self bore our sins in his own body on the tree, that we, being dead to sins, should live unto righteousness, by whose stripes... You were healed. You were healed. By His stripes. These stripes, the wounds, the bruises. Those are the payments for our bodies to be made whole. Not just well, but made whole. Made whole. Complete. Shalom is a word for peace. Nothing missing, nothing broken. Nothing missing, nothing broken. That's the covenant power The power of healing that God has provided for you is to have wholeness. Wholeness, not partialness. Wholeness, completeness. Isaiah 53. Isaiah 53. Praise God. That's Old Testament. And and Isaiah here is showing us things to come. Well, let's start in verse 3, or 53 in chapter 3, excuse me. He is despised and rejected of men, a man of sorrows and acquainted with grief. And we hid, as it were, our faces from him. He was despised, and we esteemed him not. Surely he has borne our griefs and carried our sorrows. Yet we did, him esteem, we did esteem him stricken, smitten of God, and afflicted. But he was wounded for who? Our transgressions. He was bruised for our iniquities. The chastisement of our peace was upon him. And with his stripes we are healed. Are. Were. These are things that are present tense and things that are past tense. Are was before. We are healed because of his stripes. We were made healed when he took the stripes. When he took the stripes, that was dealt with. Whatever it is that you're dealing with or, or have dealt with or, or whatever is trying to come on you, it's been dealt with at the cross. Every sickness, every disease, anything, even new things <laughs> has been dealt with. Listen, does it still kill or destroy? It's been dealt with. It's been dealt with. Why? Because sickness is not life and life more abundantly. It is not. Anybody ever have that time where it's like, <laughs> it's not abundant life? I want abundant life back. <laughs> I've had those moments. And so we identify those. We identify that and say, you know what? It doesn't matter. Not to me. Because Jesus dealt with it. I don't have to deal with it. 
I mean, hear what I'm saying. I don't have to deal with it. I don't have to figure it out. I mean, the wisdom of God flows and He'll tell you and He'll lead you and guide you to the right doctor, the right things that you might need to do. Maybe that's where your faith is and that's no, no condemnation. I mean, I've had medical procedures done, different things like that. You know, that, but that's where my faith is. And other things, you know what? I'm believing God. I believe God and we see the, the, the other end of that is healing. But there's no condemnation to those things. So you, but you, I'm saying you don't have to deal with it as far as like forcing healing into it. It's already been dealt with. We just walk in it. That's like saying we want power, right? Let me, let me, let me preface this real quick. John G. Lake said electricity is God's power in the natural realm. Holy Ghost power is God's power in the spirit realm. And if we want to turn on the lights, we flip the switch. We say, you know what? We've got power. We need light. And we'll flip that switch. Well, we don't run with an extension cord down to, uh, uh, what is it now? Evergy. Go down to Evergy and plug in our extension cord and then run it all the way back here from whatever hub and we've got Jim over there on the wheel going, trying to generate some sort of power. Right? You got to rotate him out. We don't have to produce all that. It's already been provided. All the cables, all the connections, everything has been provided, all the hookups. And the little thing that's back there is just a little bit of thing, little bitty thing. I mean, anybody been by a power farm? Like a, I mean, some of those things are huge and they just all kinds of metal and craziness, right? And wires everywhere. And all that gets harnessed into wires and then we get this little switch back there and it just lights up this whole room. So we don't have to figure out how to get power to the place. That's already been dealt with. Our job is to flip the switch. That's why when you hear, keep the, uh, the, uh, the switch of faith turned on. That part. That's effortless. You don't have to get on the wheel, generate power, shift people out. Not the daisy chain cables or anything to the source. It's already been dealt with in the construction. It's already been implemented in the construction. Your salvation, your redemption, it's already been constructed in it for healing. You just keep the switch of faith turned on when it comes to the healing power of God in your life and operate in it and turn the switch of faith regarding healing. Keep it on. Just flip it up. Keep it going. Keep it going. That's what I mean by you don't have to deal with it. Meaning you don't have to produce it. God's already produced the healing. Our job is just to keep the switch of faith turned on. Amen? Amen. Praise God for that. Praise God for that. But you have to make a demand on the covenant power, just like we have to make a demand on the powerhouse. You've got to put, place a demand on it. And not everything is... is uh, uh, the power to heal isn't manifest until de- a demand is placed on it. And uh, Like in Luke 5.17, there was a demand placed on it when they lowered the man down. There was a pl- and he saw their faith. There was a demand. And at the beginning on that says that the power of God was available to heal them. Heal them all. All. And we only have one record of one man. That they put a demand on the healing. They switched. The, they, they flipped the switch of healing. And he received. He placed a demand on it. Okay. And it's God's power is always present to heal because God is present everywhere. Thank God. Everywhere he's present. So it's present to heal. Mark 5.23. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power. Thank you, Lord, for your healing power. This is Jairus, and he besought him regularly, saying, My little daughter lies at the point of death. I pray you come and lay your hands on her, that she may be, she may be healed, and she shall live. 
And Jesus went with him, and much people followed him and thronged him. And, of course, we know about the, uh, the women with the issue of blood came in there as well, too. Both instances here, they placed a demand on the healing power of God. He could have sat and just, Jairus could have been like, ah, what's the point? And the daughter would have never been made, home, made whole. She would have died. But he placed a demand to the point where Jesus went with him. Jesus went with him. Placed a demand. Uh, Luke 440. Luke 440. It says, Now when the sun was setting, all they had all that had any sick with diverse diseases brought them unto him. And he laid his hands on every one of them, and he healed them. And he healed them. What they do? They brought them unto him. They placed a demand on that covenant. Acts 28.8. Acts 28.8. I'm going to go kind of fast here. And it says, uh, And it came to pass that the father of uh, Publius lay sick of a fever and of a bloody flux, to whom Paul entered in and prayed and laid his hands on him, and he healed him. He healed him. So when this was done, others also, which had diseases on the island, came, and they were healed. They placed a demand on it. They placed a demand on it. Mark 5.28. We just kind of covered that. She, uh, she said, If I may but touch his clothes. And she showed up, pressed through the crowd, and touched his clothes. And what happened? Placed a demand on the healing power of Jesus. And that power flowed into her body, drying up the issue of blood. A demand was placed on it. Luke 6, 19. It says, And the whole multitude sought to touch him, for there went virtue or power out of him, and healed them all. They sought to touch him. There was a demand placed on it. Place your demand by faith in the word of God when it comes to the area of healing. Put your demand on it. Press into it. Reach out into this word. Place a demand on that covenant that you have. Put that to work in your life. Just like all these examples did. They pressed in. They placed a demand on the covenant that you and I have. We have that. We have the ability to walk in. We have the ability to walk in the divine health. We have the ability to flip the switch of faith and keep it on when it comes to our healing. And we can maintain it. We can hold on to it. We don't have to go through... uh, uh, Times of, you know, flu seasons and different things. Uh-uh. Uh-uh, no. What we've been saying, we, we live in Goshen. We're in a spiritual Goshen. We're protected. The devourer is rebuked. I'm a tither. I have tither's rights. That goes a part of your health too. I can walk in divine health because he said I can. I can walk in it because he's, he's been able to prove. He did. Show me where Jesus got sick of the flu. No. And he's our example. He had fellowship with God. This is our fellowship with God. This right here is the foundation of our health. Amen. And well, I'm gonna say it again. The word works if you. The word will work if you work it. Amen. <laughs> I'm all over my notes. Praise God. Praise God. Amen. We also have Mark 8, 28. They besought Jesus to touch the blind man. Matthew 8, 8, 8. With this, uh, speak the word only. So there are laws that govern the operation of electricity. We talked about that. 
But we also had to learn about electricity and how it worked before we can fully enjoy it and before we can fully take it in there. There are many people that's probably lost their life. I remember uh, doing some electrical work one time, and I had the nickname Sparky for a little while. <laughs> it was in this building. <laughs> I did not fully understand electricity. Thank God he protected me, but, you know, it was just one of those things like, oh, okay, don't, don't touch those wires together. Yeah. I did not fully enjoy that. But you know what? I fully enjoy the electricity now, enjoy the lights that are in there. So we had to understand that. So just like the biblical laws, we've got to understand these things. So I'm going to go through this real quick. So get under the Word. Romans 10, 17. We went there. Well, let's go there again. Let's put our eyes on it. Romans 10, 17. Get under the word. Thank you, Lord. So then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. So getting under the word, that's going to build your faith for healing. So that's number one. Get under the word. Number two, focus on building the faith to believe. Too many times people want to run with what they, hear, what they just hear the first time. And you get excited about it, but then you've got to build the faith in there. So you want to focus on building faith to believe. Mark eleven twenty three. Let's go there. Mark chapter 11, verse 23 says, For verily I say to you that whosoever shall say unto this mountain... Be removed and be cast into the sea, and shall not doubt in his heart, but shall believe that those things which he said shall come to pass, he shall have whatsoever he says. Whatsoever he says. So you've got to build your faith. Build your faith for healing. Get under the word where faith will come. Build your faith for healing. Amen? And then you want to third... Act on the word. We talked about this, James 2.14, about faith without works. We want to act on the word. Just like I was saying earlier. We've got we've to get up. Sometimes you just got to stand up on the side of the bed, as Pastor would put it. There's times where he's done that. I've done it too. Stand up. Stand next to the bed. Walk around, act like you're, you're, you're whole or whatever it is that's got to get you in there, motivate you a little bit and say, you know what, the Word is working in me, amen, and lay back down if you need to. But the Word always works if you work it. The Word always works if you work it, amen? And the last one, number four, speak your faith in the name of Jesus. Speak your faith in the name of Jesus. We'll go to Acts 3. Verse 16. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Acts 3.16 says, And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong, whom you see and know. Yes, the faith which is by him has given him this perfect soundness in the presence of you all. And his name, through faith in his name, has made this man strong. Speak your faith in Jesus' name. I am healed in the name of Jesus. Because it's his healing that we're walking in. It's not mine. It's not pastor's healing. It's the healing that was provided through Jesus, the authority of Jesus. The name of Jesus, by the name of Jesus. We have that healing through that name, and we, we enact that name, we apply that name to our, our, our bodies in the area of health. Then we're bringing a whole new level into that situation because he was perfect. He was, he was the spotless lamb. He was the, the, the covenant provider for us. And that blood still flows on the mercy seat. And that blood still works for us today. Those stripes are still working for you and I today. They haven't dried up. 
Those stripes have not scabbed over. Something to think about. Until we've been made alive together with Him. Well, we've been made alive together with Him until we're, we're with Him. When we're raptured out of here, I believe that those stripes are still being presented to God when you say, by His stripes I'm healed. And God says, yes, you are. Amen? That's powerful. I love y'all, but I wouldn't take stripes for you. Not like that, anyway. I'd stand up for y'all, but no. But thank God He loved us so much that He sent His Son for the whole salvation part. That by His stripes, by His stripes... By his, that's why it's important to, to say it's his, it's his healing. His healing, it's my healing, but it's through him. He's the one that did it and giving him glory for it. Thank God for him. I was watching, um, uh, I like watching them every now and again, some old uh, days, the voice of healing days and, and uh, Oral Roberts clips and listen to a minister and you see those testimonies come up and. And, uh, and those people are experiencing the gift of miracles and the gift of healings through Brother Roberts and A.A. A. Allen. And, and uh, <clears throat> you know, I, those men of God, I just, I appreciate them so much. And, and, but when they, somebody experienced healing and they say, oh, thank you, thank you so much. And they would, you know, thank them. And say, well, don't thank me. I'm not, I didn't do anything. Just, I'm just the middleman, <laughs> you know, like kind of thing. And so, you know, and I, and I hear that, and I always think at the same time, I'm like, I'm like, what humbleness, you know, that we have uh, in those men and women of God, our pastors as well, too. We've got to recognize that God is using our pastors to deliver things to us that, that we need, multiplied times over that we need. And we look at them, and I know we honor them because of their willingness to listen and obey God. And thank God for it. Thank God for it. Thank God for it. But um, we recognize, though, tonight that His healing power is through the stripes of Jesus. Through the stripes of Jesus, not by magic or anything. And we place a, place a demand on it through faith, not frustration. <laughs> frustration won't get you anywhere. It's like spinning, spinning the tires in the mud. But faith will get you where you need to go. Faith will get you there. Faith will bring it to you. And the more you do it, the more you'll, you'll, you'll be able to do it. Amen? The more you do it, the more you'll be able to do it. And you'll see it come to pass in your life. I really believe it. And I'm not trying to stall for any... any I'm not stalling. I really... I'm, I'm right here, but I don't feel... Uh, like it's released yet. Thank you, Father.